Hello and welcome to another episode of Arthritis at Home, Arthritis Consumer Experts weekly program, uh, providing you insights and perspectives from healthcare professionals, researchers, and patients. And on today's episode, we're going to be having a conversation with Chris Pudlick. He's a mechanical engineer and a father of three and a person living with ankylosing spondylitis, uh, which he was diagnosed with in 2016. Chris, how are you today? Good, how are you, Kelly? Good. I also, uh, I did mention, but I think um, one of the ways that we met um, was through your work um, on the Arthritis Patient Advisory Board at Arthritis Research Canada. And I forgot to mention that you are a member of that board um, fairly recent. Um, how's that experience been going? It's been very good. I've been uh, with the group just over a year now, and um, it was uh, nice to, to meet with so many other patients of arthritis and uh, to get different experiences and uh, different input and, and different support. It's not really a support group, but uh, uh, it feels that way. You know, you make some good connections in that group. Absolutely. I think what we want to talk to you today about is that in that intro, you, you're wearing many hats on this interview today. We want to start with your personal one as a patient. Um, AS, ankylosing spondylitis, um, affects men and women um, almost equally. So it's kind of unique that way in terms of a autoimmune form of arthritis. Um, it's also one that is very difficult to diagnose. What, um, what was that experience like for you? Well, for me, uh, the onset uh, of my arthritis came when I was uh, 36 years old. And uh, I, I didn't have too many symptoms before that. When I was, when I was 35, I uh, had my third child. And uh, she was uh, she was just a baby, and I was you know carrying her around, and and uh, I remember that year I complained a lot about my back, and I always told myself, well, it's just you know I'm I'm in a hunched position, I'm carrying a, an infant, and it's my posture, and I I had lots of excuses, and I remember that year my back was a problem, but I uh, it didn't really hit me until I got sick after uh, traveling internationally, and then it just hit me really hard. I had um, uh, big flare-ups in, in my foot, my knee, uh, my back. I had uh, gastrointestinal symptoms. Uh, my wrists were all flare, uh, flared up to the point where I, I could barely turn the key in my ignition uh, in the car. Uh, so it was uh, it was kind of a crisis at that point. Like I, I was uh, dealing with my GP and uh, it didn't take long for her to refer me to uh, to a rheumatologist, fortunately, because it was so severe at first. Um, so the diagnosis in 2016, um, a new sort of career path or journey uh, for you. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess what we're interested in is if we sort of fast forward, um, what you've what you've told us is that you know your AS has been fairly well managed and under control, but all of a sudden you know February March of this year happens, and you like a lot of patients all of a sudden are faced with a lot of questions, and that is, 
what does this pandemic and this coronavirus mean to me, somebody living with an inflammatory arthritis? Um, can you tell us what, I guess, those first few months were like for you? It was definitely stressful at first, uh, probably the, for the same reasons as most people, because it was, there was so many unknowns being a new virus. Uh, we didn't know what we were dealing with. And um, in, the, in the springtime, uh, you know, I was fortunate that, that I was working the whole time. Uh, but at the same time, I was, uh, I'm the main first aid attendant at work and, and uh, here I am checking temperatures and, and uh, helping make decisions on, on whether we should stay open or not, or, or if someone's coughing, do they need to get sent home or not? And uh, so it was very stressful that way because uh, I don't know what we're, we don't know what we're exposed to, right? And, and what the complications are. So that was a stressful time. Um, it's settled down since then because we're starting to know a little bit more about it, but uh, tough at first. Yeah, I think a, a lot of questions, people certainly were um, sending us a lot of inquiries and expressing concerns about their medical management, particularly if they were on medications, should they be continuing to stay on those medications? Um, and of course, the answer was yes, but uh, a lot of people were very unsure about that. And one of the other things that um, certainly we've talked to patients about and we've featured here on Arthritis at Home is the whole concept around virtual care and how that experience with your uh, healthcare provider, um, rheumatologist, changed almost overnight. And that is you were unable to see them in person and you were having conversations maybe like this one on Zoom or maybe on the telephone, um, but you weren't going in clinic. Uh, can you walk us through what that was like for you? Uh, the, the first appointment that it really hit me was a, a, a blood test appointment uh, because I was, uh, I'm still going for regular blood tests and I, I showed up at our, our local life labs and uh, this uh, I can't remember the date exactly, but it, the, the timing was just before um, anyone was thinking about wearing masks or or social distancing. Uh, there was uh, the coronavirus was uh, something happening in China at that time. It was off in the distance, right? It was it wasn't here. Um, and I showed up at Life Labs there for a blood test, and and all the nurses they were in. Uh, the uh, face shields plus face mask plus full body cover and with gloves and I, I was like what's going on <laughs> uh, so it was a bit of a shock there and and they, they kind of they were a little bit ahead of the curve right and they said you know look out this is this is coming we you need to prepare for this um, so that was a shock um, and then my my next appointment was with my rheumatologist and that was in the summer uh, by phone so by, by then we were already starting to understand uh, COVID a little more, um, but it was uh, it was an interesting uh, meeting ap appointment with my rheumatologist uh, because face to face is always nice, right? Um, to be able to describe things and show things if I you know if I have uh, uh, swelling or or problems with my joints, I can show it very easily. I ended up sending some pictures of my foot. 
at the time. So she was able to give me some feedback based on the pictures that I emailed. So that was, that was good that I worked out, but fortunately for me, I didn't have to get any cortisone shots at the time or anything like that, that, that actually required me uh, to be there in person. So, so it didn't affect me too much, but I can see how it could uh, definitely complicate things. Now we, we've talked a little bit about um, your personal experience, um, your uh, experience at work. Um, what we really wanted to focus in on the rest of today's program is um, family life. And I started in the intro by um, introducing you that you're a father of three. So I think we wanna focus now sort of on the stars of the show and that is you and your family, your wife and your three kids. Um, maybe just start off by telling us how old are the three children? Uh, so my, my kids are 12, 10 and six. The older two are boys. Yeah. And, uh, and my daughter at six. So I think it's been a challenging time for families. It doesn't really matter how old the kids are. Uh, in my case, my son's 21. And I've certainly uh, watched him have to adapt and learn all sorts of new patterns and routines and, and behaviors. He's, uh, he's at university uh, and doing online courses uh, currently. Um, I can only imagine what it's like for elementary school age children and parents who are dealing um, with kids of that age and a parent in your particular case who's living with AS. So maybe to, to start off, um, and I'm, I'm, we're going to move to, you know, a couple of these big um, holiday moments that are coming up and how you're, uh, how you're adjusting to, to, to that. But first of all, I guess, what has that experience been like to have three children of a very formative age, uh, an age that uh, is marked, I think, by curiosity, um, and certainly um, one where they're, um, they're learning and they're observing very, very carefully, not just what's going on around them, but what their parents uh, are modeling and what their parents are doing. So I guess... First of all, what was it like to address three different children's perspective on the things that were occurring around us around COVID and maybe addressing some of their concerns and fears? Mm -hmm. Well, at first, uh, I, I think uh, they finished school right around March break. So for them, it was an extended vacation at first. Like, great, we don't have to go to school for, for even longer and that kind of extended into the summer break. And so at first it was um, exciting for them in that way that they, they had a break from everything. Um, it, uh, I think it didn't really hit them until the summer where they all of a sudden now they're restricted because and now they can't go to their friend's house. They can't uh, play outside with, with other friends and they can't, all the uh, playgrounds are closed and uh, swimming pools are closed. Uh, so that, that really um, made it real for them. And, and they realized, you know, this is uh, uh, not a good thing. <laughs> it's not just a vacation. Um, so the summer was, uh, we ended up canceling our vacation for the summer as well. So, and then of course, summer camps were non-existent and so it was a very different summer for us, for sure. And, and I think over the summer, it kind of sunk in. 
uh, because they, because of the extended time where we're just kind of stuck at home uh, and not going anywhere or doing anything like we usually would. Um, I think when we started going back to school or, or starting to, to think about going back to school in September is when um, my older son started to express some concerns about you know, his understanding that, uh, yeah, there's a pandemic going on and um, should my little sister be out there with, uh, with the neighborhood kids and should we go, be going back to school? And uh, so, so they started expressing a little more concern with that, especially my older one. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, they're used to it a little bit more. You know, I, you know, just because of the time you know, being exposed to the, the new norm, right? Uh, but still, yeah, it's a, it's a different experience for them. So what did you find was successful in terms of um, establishing kind of routines or patterns in their life? And I'm thinking particularly in that summer period, carrying over into this, the new school year around healthy routines. So certainly with my 21 year old, I can't really tell him, you know, I need you to really control your screen time because he's going to go, uh, you don't need to tell me about screen time. But certainly kids of your age um, who are younger, um, just the importance of, you know, sleep and, uh, in, you know, a regular bedtime um, in this sort of atmosphere or environment, they're looking all around going, you know, all the rules that seem to have changed. Um, what applies to me and what did you try to enforce? Well, something that uh, I seem to be saying to them every day uh, before and after COVID was, you know, after they go to the washroom to, to flush a toilet, wash their hands. And <laughs> so that's uh, something I, I had to double down on and reinforce even more. Um, yeah. Just washing their hands, not touching their face. Uh, and yeah, and, and, and keeping distance, I guess, with their friends, because uh, especially my daughter, she has a couple friends that are um, just across the alley that, that um, she wanted to play with, right? So, so we set up rules and, uh, for, for distance. And I thought at first it was, it was very cute because they, they went out to the alley, decided, okay, we're gonna draw with chalk. So they draw, drew big circles on the ground, six foot circles, right? And said, okay, you draw in there in that circle, I'll draw in that, this circle. So, um, you know, initially for my daughter, it was kind of a game, right? But, uh, um, but yeah, enforcing that, enforcing that distance rule over the summer, I think helped uh, lead into the, into the school season. Was it, um, I'm thinking about your experience as a, a parent uh, living with AS, was it an opportunity to have um, uh, renewed uh, conversations about what it is you're living with and helping them understand that? Because I guess what I'm thinking is that for you, there, there are health concerns about people who are, you know, whether it's you or anybody else in your position, if people in your household are starting to go back to school or going back to work, um, there is a, a potential risk for you. I'm wondering how you dealt with that with a young family. Well, I think the topic came up 
first with uh, with grandparents mm. um, because they, there was a lot of emphasis about COVID and and the mm. elderly, the, our seniors, and uh, you know I had to explain to the kids that well we can't see grandma and grandpa uh, for a while now because uh, we don't want to get them sick just in case we're sick and we don't realize and we're gonna we're gonna give them the, the illness as well. So it kind of started with uh, with the grandparents, um, and then also. Uh, with mom and dad, right? Um, if if mom and dad get sick, we can't go to work, and and there's going to be uh, it's going to be a difficult time uh, taking care of each other because we don't we don't know if we can get help, right? We don't have uh, other family that can step in like uh, like in a normal situation. Um, I didn't I didn't emphasize too much about the arthritis with them because I didn't know if it was uh, a, a huge concern or not. Mm. So I tried not to delve into it too much. Mm. Um, uh, and to worry them too much uh, right. about that. Um, and even now I understand it's, uh, uh, if you're in an immunocompromised situation, then it's, then it's a bigger concern. But I think uh, um, factors like uh, obesity and diabetes might be, might be a larger concern than arthritis. So I think they're still trying to understand that. And I, I'm, Trying not to go into too much detail with the kids until I know myself. So, unless they're asking great. questions, yeah. Yeah, I think that's good advice um, for a lot of parents that are watching this show today. Um, I guess the final question, and as a parent from one parent to another, <clears throat> I know one of the things that I learned is you don't mess with Halloween <clears throat> and you don't mess with Santa. Uh, this stupid COVID thing's messing up with both of those. Mm -hmm. How are you dealing with that? Well, there's no way we're going to go without Halloween or Christmas. So <laughs> got to make it work some way for the kids. And, and uh, we do have some, some extra candy um, uh, stashed away in case we can't go out trick-or-treating and gathering. Uh, it, it looks the way the trends are going recently, it looks, it looks like that'll be the case that uh, we're probably going to dress up. We've got we've done our pumpkins and everything already, so we're enjoying that. We'll do some uh, some more pumpkin pie. Um, we went apple picking. Managed to managed to go apple picking, uh, and the crowds weren't too bad. So we're enjoying some of those fall season activities. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get our costumes out and at the very least um, have a nice party at home, have a nice movie night, and and watch some uh, some spooky movies. And enjoy it that way. That sounds like a good plan. And uh, again, I wish you the best of luck with that. And I wish you the best of luck with Christmas as well, because, uh, uh, you know, as an adult and as a parent, uh, it's one of the great joys is all of a sudden experiencing Christmas again with your children. And people are going to just have to be extremely creative. And it sounds like you are and resourceful uh, to make it work this year. And then hopefully uh, next year we do get back to normal. Um, I wanna just thank you again for taking the time to speak to us today. A, a really refreshing perspective and one that I think a lot of um, our audience members um, are going to enjoy. So um, the best of luck with, uh, with, for yourself and for your family. Thanks for joining us. Okay, thanks Kelly. Okay. That wraps up another episode of Arthritis at Home. 
We hope you can join us again next week. Thank you.